Now, I want to preach also now from another of my books, which amazingly is not part of your box. It's from my latest book on loyalty, which is Those Who Honor You. Now, instead of being someone who brings, who comes with deception in your relationship, you must be the complete opposite. And you must be someone who honors. Now, Romans 13 verse 7 says, Render therefore to all their dues. Now, somebody who has been good to you, you, what is due the person? So, tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Fear to whom fear is due. And honor to whom honor is due. Amen. Are you there? Yes. Amen. Honor to whom honor is due and tribute to whom tribute is due. Hallelujah. That is what some people are due in your life and you are also due. Hallelujah. You are due and people are due that. Now, when you don't honor, you get it, you can easily make a mistake. Proverbs 17 verse 13. It says, whosoever rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. Yes. Whosoever rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. So, if you don't want evil to Come and stay with you. Don't reward someone who has been good with evil. And what evil can you reward a person with? It's like what Judas did. Was to reward the good that has been done to you. With deception, acting, lying, pretending, and you know, even murder. You see, everybody will say, well, I will not be a murderer. But your actions can lead to that. So Judas was surprised that his actions were leading to the death of Jesus. And when he saw that Jesus was about to be crucified, he went and told the people, no, I have betrayed innocent by himself. What is that to us? That's what you did. Go and sort yourself. And he went and hanged himself because he didn't want to have meetings. He didn't want to meet anybody and have any discussion for Peter to point out or Thomas to tell him that, how can you do that? We are all together and so on. Hey! Watch out for those who don't want to have meetings. (laughs) To discuss the issues. Yes. So, those who honor you are those who are deciding 
that instead of being neutral, okay, and instead of rewarding the good that has been done, I'm sure there are people that Apostle Sitima has done good to who have returned the good he has done to them with evil. I, I don't have to live here to know. I don't know anything. But I am sure there are people that he has done good to who have rewarded him with evil, with treachery, with lies, with breaking away, and even with stealing. Yes, I am 100% sure of that. I don't need to know, I don't need to know anything about him. Yes. Because you see, if you, if you joke with honor, you can easily fall into this side. So instead of, you see, when, when Jesus was coming, they said that this man is set for the rise and fall of many. So a, a great man of God can cause either the fall or the rise of a lot of people. You see, I can cause your fall and I can cause your rise. If you criticize me and God doesn't like it, you can die just because of your criticism of me. So by my presence, I can cause your fall. Because my, my presence and the way I am, the way I minister and what I'm saying can stir you up to hate me or to criticize me or to do something. And that, if God is not happy with the criticism that you make, you know, if, if God is not happy, like he was not happy with Miriam and Aaron when they spoke in Numbers 12, when they spoke against him, she got leprosy. And leprosy is, today's version is cancer. Yeah, because leprosy was the incurable disease of that time. And it was actually called the living dead. And many times when people have cancer, they, they sort of, it's as if they are dead and they are living. They are fighting to live. Are you with me? Yeah. So, one person can actually bring a lot out of you. And the same person can make you also go down, 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 down. Yes. So, you have to be careful with pastors eh, and men of God. You have to be very careful. In fact, there are some people you should just avoid them because it's like this person, if if I speak... And I, I, I try certain things. Because, you see, God is defending his people. He said, touch not my anointed. And do my prophets no harm. There are harms you can do to a prophet. You can harm the person. You can harm his reputation. You can harm his life. You can hurt the person. And he says, don't do that to my prophets, to my servants. So, it's very important that everybody grows up to know that either you have nothing to do with the person or if you have something to do with the person, honor and walk away. And there are certain pastors, ministers, I've cut myself off from them. You may may be surprised. I've cut myself off. Because I realized that I could criticize this person because of things that I feel. So I I just move back so that I don't have anything to say. And I, I, I don't say... Now, if I look at 
Christian television. I mean, I can sit and watch television person after person and just make negative comments. So, that is why I now watch more of Animal Planet or National Geographic (laughs) channel. Yes. Yes. Because if you criticize a leopard or a lion, nothing bad will happen to you. But this man who is preaching, you criticize him before you realize you are on admission in the hospital. Yes. Before you realize, instead of dying at the age of whatever, you are dying, you are just 40 something or whatever age, and you are just going out of this world. Yes. So you, you got to be careful. All right. Now, if I take this um, book, Touch the Anointing or Steps to the Anointing, you know, you see, many years ago, someone gave me a book by Kenneth Hagin. And I, when I read it, I became interested in him and I started reading and continued reading his books and listening to his preaching. I started more listening to his preaching, you know. So I have actually listened to his preaching more than I've read his books. Now, one night, so I I, I grew to admire him. I never knew any bad thing about him. I never knew any bad thing. But let me take one of my thick books. I met someone once who had written a book about Kenneth Hagin. What size would this book be? No, it wasn't that that thick. It would be like, like the art of ministry. The art of ministry. Somewhere is it? All right. Ah, they've changed it now. Okay, rules of full-time ministry. Like these two books together. Rules of church work and rules of full-time ministry. It was it was thick book. All only about Kenneth Hagin to criticize him. Yeah, that he was a false prophet. He was a bad person. The person gave me the book. He said, "I want to give you as a gift." So. I am here being blessed. Now, I was reading this man's book and I was really blessed. Now, one day I went to a town called Suhum in Ghana and I was praying one night, you know, and um, he was the one preaching in the tape, in the cassette, right? So, whilst I was preaching, whilst I was there that night, I knelt down, I knelt down by by my bed like this. I knelt down. And uh, I was praying, and I, and I fell asleep. Then I woke up about 2 a.m. I was still kneeling down, sort of lying on the bed and, and, and sleeping. So I woke up, and the tape was still playing because it was auto-reverse. So it was, go back. Those of you who, who are old enough to know what is a tape, you know, it's auto-reverse. It goes, it comes, it goes, it comes, it goes, it comes. It was playing. And then I got up and I went, and I continued praying. So as I was praying there, I was listening to his preaching. Then suddenly, something happened. I'm telling you how you can be blessed by a person, but you can also be cursed. Now, something jumped out of the tape and entered my belly. Yeah. This happened in 1988, 31 years ago. Something entered my belly. And then I heard a voice, and the voice said, from today, you can teach. I was a student in medical school. 
And what is said, from today, you can teach. That's why I believe in preaching in books. Because somebody gave me a book and introduced me to him. From that day, I became anointed to preach and to teach. And today, here I am in Botswana. I'm teaching. I'm preaching. Yes. Help me. Yes, I became anointed to preach and to teach. You see these books here? Printed over almost 30 million books. You know, most pastors write books. You have 3,000, 2,000. There's 30 million. Yeah, plenty. All over the world. People reading and being blessed. I received that anointing. I said, from today you can teach. You know, one, one country in particular, I remember, you know, I was preaching in different languages. That country has three languages official. Singhala, Tamil, and English in Sri Lanka. And my books were there. Oh, translated in so many languages. I was invited there because of my, my, my books, my teaching. Amazing. Yeah. So, I, I received a great blessing through this man. But I, I admired him. You know, I admired him and I honored him. I honor, I always mention his name. And I, 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 to me, to me, there's no prophet. And I, all, all these wonderful new prophets we have, I'll say, there's no prophet like in heaven. Like somebody who Jesus appeared to, sat by him, talked to him. Hey, it's something. Yeah. Now, the man who um, gave me this book, he told me, you know, you don't have to. This was at the beginning of my ministry. You don't have to. <laughs> Kenneth Hagen. You, know, you, you don't know all these things about him. You know, he's... A, he's, he's He's not, not an honest person. He's this, he's that. Then he gave me a book that somebody in Ora Roberts University has written a thesis that for his thesis he wrote about him. And that's a thick book. And he said, I want to give it to you as a gift. He, he got up. This is an American. He got up from his chair. He was sitting down like this. He got up, went to the back of his office and there, there were shelves and he picked it out and gave the book to me. When I took the book and I read it, immediately I saw something wonderful about Kenneth Hagin. I said, well, and it's something that I try to, I remember that particular point. It's the only thing I remember from the book about him. Because you see, God had designed that this man should be a blessing. So nothing that anybody said could change my mind about him. Yes. Now, are you still here? The man who got up and gave me the book, he had a big church, a big church, a big international church in the city that I was when I was speaking to him. My ministry was just a little 
classroom somewhere. Now, when I left, that man who, who was sharing this, he lost the church. The church, which was a big, the biggest church, he lost the church, lost all the people, lost all the financial support, went back to America, lost his wife, and the last time I heard of him, he was in prison. Yes. You, you should be careful when you are playing around with people that God likes. You never know why God likes the person. <laughs> you see, you will never know me till you know my heart for God. Yes. You can know some things around, but you never know me till you know my heart for God. Yes. So you, you be careful. That some of you are destined to die before your time because of the things you've said. Yes. Repent. So I'm saying that that day in the office was one who honored Kenneth Hagen and one who despised him. Yes. Are you there? Whoso rewardeth evil for good. Proverbs 17, verse 11. Proverbs 17, verse 13. Whoso rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. That means that evil will stay. When it comes, it stays. You can't cast it out. It persists. Now, those who honor you, Honor gives life to a relationship. I'll say it again. Honor gives life to your relationships. When God gives you certain relationships, the honor you have for that person will give life to that relationship. Honor the father and it will give life to your relationship with the father. First Samuel 2 verse 30. Wherefore the Lord God said be it far from me for them that honor me I will honor. You see, honor activates the relationship. Well, you can have the father. The father is there. But when you honor him, say that they that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So when you honor the father, which is in heaven, he also honors you. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll give you another book to read. I've given you three books so far. Two books. Will you read the books I'm showing you? I'm giving you, I gave you yesterday, I told you about the final quest. Today I told you about John Wesley. Today I'm telling you about when God walked the earth. By Rick Joyner. When God walked the earth. 
in that he had a vision and he appeared in the time of Jesus. And he was standing there when Jesus came to James and John's house. Hey! And met the father Zebedee. And he told the father, listen, he said, my father has always been honored in your house. That is why we have decided to come and take your two sons, James and John. We have decided to honor you by taking your two boys, James and John. Them that honor me, I will honor. Them that honor me, I will honor. And that is why we have said that my father is grateful for the honor and the respect that we have always had in this home. And because of that, we have decided to take your sons and honor you even more by taking your two boys, James and John. Wow. Did you hear I said wow? Wow. God notices the honor you give to him. The honor that God has in your family and in your house. And he said, I will honor you by taking your two boys. I'm going to use them. Wow. Wow. It's an honor. When my son decided to be in the ministry, I could only see the supernatural. Yes. I saw, I saw, I, I, because, because when he was growing up, he was not in, into such things. Hey. He could make me cry. One night I cried in my, in my style. I cry a lot. My people don't know. I cried. I cried in my, in my study. I was praying in the middle of the night. I remember carrying him as a child, playing with him. Hey, was turning to something. I said, this is my child. About five years ago, I came to Botswana, and he, he was here with me. And that was the first time that he, he, he gave a testimony. And he said how he changed. One night, he slept. He came to an all night. And after that, he was just changed. His heart changed like this. He's a lawyer with opportunities. This, that, so I want to be. I want to be with you. And I want to serve you. Yeah. But you see, I believe that it is God who says, I will honor you by taking your child and using your child. Please, let's respect God in our houses and our homes. Them that honor, I will honor. Act, honor activates. It brings something into the relationship. Them that honor me, I will honor them. Them that despise me, I will likely esteem. I will also make you small. Are you still here? Number two. Honor Jesus and it will give life to your relationship with Jesus. How do you do that? How do you honor Jesus? I first, I first talk about honoring the Father. Now I'm talking about honoring Jesus. You honor Jesus by honoring the people that he said. He said in Matthew 10 verse 40, He that receiveth you receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. If you honor a man who is sent by Jesus, 
you are honoring Jesus. He that heareth you, heareth me. And Luke 10, 16 says, He that despiseth you, which is the opposite of honor, despiseth me. And he that despiseth me, despiseth him that sent me. So despising, when you despise a person, really, a person who is really sent by Jesus. <laughs> You are despising Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you see, when Paul, when Paul was going on the road to Damascus, and he was, he, was, he, was, he, was, he said, who are you? He said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Yeah. You know, one time I was preaching in South Africa. And uh, when I finished preaching in Devon, an elderly lady called me. She said, come here, young man, come. When an elderly lady called, you have to go. So I went. She said, sit down. There was a table and a chair. Sit down under a tent. I sat down. I just finished preaching and ministering. She said, I want to ask you a question. A white lady. She said, "Did, did you know when you were preaching? That Jesus was walking on the stage behind you. I said, me, I know, I've not seen, I've not seen. She, she told me, she said, listen, she, this woman was between 70 and 80 years old. She told me, listen, I have visions in three dimensions. I've never heard that word before. Three, like you physically see the person. That, that was what uh, Mary had when she saw Jesus at, at the tomb. She thought it was the gardener because it was a real thing. She said, I have visions in three dimensions. He said, Jesus was walking behind. And she told me something. She said, and I want you to know that it's a very rare thing. Yeah. She said, I want you to know that it's a rare thing. He that receiveth you. There are people when they are sent by Jesus. When you receive the person. When you honor the person. You are honoring Jesus. Yes. That's it. If Jesus has sent apostle, you better honor him. <laughs> You'll be surprised who you are dealing with. Yeah. You'll be surprised. When you, when you strike, when you strike, you'll be surprised who you are striking. Yeah. You know, one day there was a friend. She was, she was a good friend. She told me something happened. She was in a, in a, in a church service. And I, I don't know how I looked like, but she said that I thought you were sitting behind me. So like how these people are here, there's somebody behind. So she just, I don't know, she just assumed that I was the one behind. So as the preaching was going on, she would take her pen and then she would hit his knee because it was like maybe a, a good message or something. So, hey, have you noticed the preaching? So she was hit. So she hit the person throughout the preaching. <laughs> to her amazement, when she turned around at the end of the message. It was not me. It was a total. She was what the person must have thought this girl is mad. <laughs> you know, it's a shock when you find that you are dealing with a different person from the person you thought you were dealing with. Yeah. He that receiveth you, he said, I am Jesus. 
whom thou persecutest. I am Jesus. I am Jesus. Whom thou persecutest. You are dealing with Jesus. So when you honor him, when you honor a person, that, I'm telling you how to honor Jesus. Honor a person whom Jesus has said, you are honoring Jesus Christ. Hmm. Honor the Holy Spirit. Number three, it brings life to your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 29. It says, of how much sorrow punishment, huh? suppose you that you shall be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the spirit of grace. I'm trying to show you the word honor is connected to the Father, connected to the Son, and connected to the Holy Spirit. You can dishonor the Holy Spirit. And how do you dishonor the Holy Spirit? By dishonoring the anointing. The anointing on somebody is the Holy Spirit. You know, the word antichrist, people, people don't even know. Antichrist, so that there's, there's the antichrist is coming to the world. I think 1 John, 1 John 2 or 1 John 4 or 5. One of them, verse 1. There. He says the antichrist is already in the world. Antichrist is anti-anointing. Anti-anointing. Fighting anointing. Fighting anointed people. Fighting the anointing. That's the anti-anointing, anti-Christ. Anti-anointing, anti-Christ, anti-Christ, anti-anointing. Despite to the spirit of grace, of how much sorrow punishment are they worthy? Put my verse back there. Who have done despite to the spirit of grace? Saw punishments. Watch out for people that are anointed. I tell you, you'll be surprised. What will happen to you? Yes, you'll be surprised. What will happen when you die? That's why when David was confronted with dealing with Saul, he said, no, me, I should touch someone who has been anointed. I should touch someone who has been anointed, not me. Not me. Touch not my prophets. Do my prophets no harm. David said, me, I should touch it. Leave it. Once he's anointed, leave the person. Leave the person. Leave the person. Leave him. Leave him to the one who anointed him. Leave him to the one who anointed him to do whatever he wants to do with him. You cannot fight the Holy Spirit. You must respect the oil. When you see that this person is gifted by God, God has put something on the person. You must fear the person and fear the anointing that is on the person. I tell you. You touch it because if there's oil on me, when you are striking my shoulder, you are striking the oil before you you, you get my flesh. (laughs) 
He says, of how much sorrow punishment. In 1 Samuel, there are seven times that Saul said, I will not touch. David said, I will not touch someone who is anointed. The Lord forbid I should stretch forth my hand. 26, 11. 26, verse 16. 1 Samuel. As the Lord liveth, eh? you have kept not your master, the Lord's anointed. He said, this thing is not good that thou hast done. Because he killed somebody. As the Lord liveth, you are worthy to die. Because you have not kept your master, the Lord's anointed. Not kept your master. Those of you who are in charge of protecting Apostle Sitima, you have not kept him. And people are able to strike him. You are worthy, according to this scripture, to die. Because you have not kept, protected, helped, helped, fought for. You have not fought for him. The Lord rendered to every man his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord delivered thee into my hand today. David told Saul, but I will not stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. David, the man after God's own heart, demonstrated an attitude towards the anointing and anointed people. And once the spirit of God is there, if, you, if I put oil, do you have oil here, please? Give me oil, please. This one? Okay. Jeremy, come. Pour the oil on my shoulder. Pour. Pour it, pour, don't be afraid. Pour it on my shirt. You see? You see the oil? You see the oil? When, when, you want to, when you want to cut my hand, you cut the oil before you cut my hand. Yeah. You cut this oil before you cut. And when you, and when, and when you lift your hand, you see that it is oil that is on your hand, not my flesh. You see that it's the oil that you have touched that is what is on your hand. And you pay for it. You pay for hitting that anointing. Yeah. Sit down. Hmm. Number four. Honor your prophet. And it will give life to your relationship with your prophet. The Bible says in Mark 6 verse 4. He says, and Jesus could there do no mighty work because save he laid his hands on a few sick folk. And he said, a prophet is not honored. Eh? Except, except a prophet has honor. A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And there, he could not do prophet. So, 
a prophet can be honored or not honored. Look, Mr. Man on the screen, if you look at this Mark chapter 6, eh, and you want to see the power that was in Jesus, the only chapter I will recommend for you to read is Mark 6. I'll give it to you as homework when you go home. Go and read Mark 6 from verse 1 to the last. I think the last verse like 50 something. Put on the last 56. Yes, 56 chapters, 56 verses. That's where you see, when I say that honor brings life to your relationship with your prophet. You think that Jesus has no anointing. He cannot heal. By verse 4, you think he has no healing. But by verse 56, when he moved away, he said, with us whoever he entered villages, cities, country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought that he might touch them just the border of his garment and as many as touched him were made whole. It is in this chapter that he multiplied bread. He brought financial breakthroughs. In this chapter that he sent his disciples without money. He told them, when I sent you without money, did you lack? That's financial power and miracles throughout the whole of from verse 1 to 56. But at the beginning, they said, oh, who is, are you not a, what? Are you not this? Are you not this? So the relationship died. And whatever will flow from me to you, it cannot flow. And he, he marveled at their unbelief. And the power of God could not work. Yes. That's why Catherine Kuhlman, one of the greatest healers, you know, because I'm a doctor, you know, miracles have a different meaning for me. And miracles are different. I once read a book by a medical doctor, an American doctor. He, he took Catherine Kuhlman's miracles and did, took the x-rays, MRIs, everything, and produced them with the pictures in a book. I have the book. He went through the miracles. You know, this great miracle anointing. People wouldn't receive it in America. They just make fun of the woman. She's divorced. She's this. She acts funny. She walks in a funny way. She preaches a funny. She doesn't have any deep message. She has not written any book. Nothing. So the Palestinian boy eh, from Canada (laughs) called Benny Hinn. You get what I'm saying? He came full of admiration full of honor, full of respect, full of love. And he received that anointing and had the greatest worldwide ministry. Because when there is no honor, the thing dies. You give honor to, you you bring life to the relationship through your honor. I tell you. That's why some of you you can't receive anointing from people. Because you don't honor them. You cannot receive from somebody you criticize. You cannot be blessed from somebody you speak against. Yes. Somebody you speak against, somebody you are attacking. So whatever good thing the person has, you don't, you don't receive from your, the attackers. If Syria is being attacked by Russian planes, it's not receiving from Russia blessings. It's receiving bombs. They are not getting good things passing between each other. It's when you stop fighting and you start honoring, then the things that a person has start coming to you. But you cannot get anything until, until and unless you stop attacking and you start receiving. Yes. That's why all these prophets and so on, instead of attacking them, pray for the gift that they have. If it's to see somebody's ATM number, pray that you also see people's ATM number and stop letting your reflexes to attack things. And criticize things. 
Honor your prophet. Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor. I'm here without honor. They are rather asking me who is my mother. They are asking me personal questions now. They are talking about my background. That's why the further you go from your hometown, the greater the anointing usually on your life. But when you are near your house, you see that they will be asking you personal questions. That's why people shouldn't even stay in your house. When they stay in your house, then they will start to talk about you. So, have I heard them arguing in the room the other day. And they'll see whatever problems you have. But when you don't see the problems and you just see the anointing, you start to receive. But when you start asking, is it not his brother? And at this not his family? Is it not a carpenter? And going into the personal issues. That is not honor. To honor is not to question. To question is not to honor. When he starts, let me interrogate you. Let me question you. You are attacking the person. Even when they interrogate people, they have special chairs. That they put you on. They, no, you, you have to have a chair that is uncomfortable and that is straight. And they make you sit in a way and put you in a particular type of chair for interrogation. Interrogation is not a blessing. Interrogation is from an enemy, it's from somebody who is after you to, if possible, kill you or put you in prison. Yes. So when they started all those questioning, this and that, that and that, what about this? What about that? What about that? It's not because of love, it's because of despisement. And you are not going to get no blessing from that. Look, I received blessing from Kenneth Hagin. All I could see was the greatest prophet. Do you know the key to getting something from someone is to see the person as the greatest of that thing? Why? Let me give you, no, let me show you in the Bible. When Jesus was asked about John the Baptist, what did he say? He said that there is, privately, he told her there is no greater born of a woman than this man. Not the, Elijah, Isaiah, nobody is greater than John. Meanwhile, John the Baptist has just about six verses of preaching in the whole Bible. Isaiah has about 61 chapters of preaching. But he said, look, there is no greater. It is only when you see, I think, I mean, it's just a personal thought, I think, that is only when you see a person as the greatest in something that you start to receive from that person. That's what I think. Yeah. When you see a person as average, one of this, one of the others, one of the, I don't think you receive much from the person. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I think. Well, I, I've always, I, the people that I follow, that I receive from, I see him as the great, like Bonke, I see him as the greatest evangelist. I mean, I see him as the, I, I think there's nothing greater than Bonke. So anytime somebody compares me with Bonke or mentions Bonke in association with me, I, you see me and my, I, I become dizzy with cloud nine. I'm stuck going higher. Yeah. I see Benihin as the greatest. I see Catherine Kuma as the greatest healing, but Benihin as the greatest healing something. I see uh, uh, Kenneth as the greatest prophet. Oh, yes. I, I think you have to be that way to receive. I think anything else... It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Are you still there? I thought you were leaving. The next one, fathers. Honor your fathers and it will give life to your relationship with fathers. Hmm. And when there is life, 
you have an activated relationship. An activated relationship. Yes. <laughs> Honor your father and your mother. Which is the first commandment that it may be well with you. So it's like, it is when you honor that the things start to work. You see, like what a father is, has comes to you. That it may be well with you and that you may live long. It's when you honor. Yes. When you honor your father. That is when you activate what is in a father. What God has put. God, look, let me tell you. God has put something in fathers. Even if your father is a thief. He has put something on fathers. Yeah. Look, one of my church members came to see me. He said, my father is in prison. I said, honor him. I told him, go to him. Take food to him. Do everything. Just honor him. Do what your father says. That's why. It's your father. There's nothing like your father. It's your father. Yes. The Bible doesn't say, honor your father who looked after you. Or honor your father who paid your fees. Or honor your father who, who gave you a house. He says, honor your father. That's all. Full stop. Honor him. You see, many of you, your fathers didn't look after you. Your father didn't. You, some you don't even know your father. But he, that is the beginning of, it, it is the opportunity, it's the crossroads for you, for a case. Yes. You know, one of my, one of my bishops, he, he, he always tells me this story. He said when they were growing up, one of their daughters, one of his sisters, she used to look after her father. You know, there are some daughters who become like the wife because the wife has retired from loving. <laughs> Don't be deceived by them sitting together in church. It doesn't mean there is love. A long marriage is not proof of a good marriage. A long marriage is not proof of a happy marriage. Yes. Don't be deceived by a long marriage. Many long marriages are survivals. Yes. (laughs) Now, I was telling you a story before you started shouting. I said there was a daughter, there was this guy with his sister, so she was a daughter. Now, the father, you know, you know, in a house, the children can talk about their father. Especially if they talk to their mother and their mother doesn't say good things. You know, I, I thank God, my mother is 80 years old this year. And I thank God for something about my, my mother. You know, my mother never said any bad thing about my father to me. There were many things. I found them all out by myself. But from my mother. From my mother. My my mother told me, my mother told me, your father will never do this. Your father will never do this. Your father, one time when I was a child, I said, your father would never look under a lady's skirt. Never. Not your father. I said, wow. I only knew my father as an angel. Yes. And there were many things. I found many things. But not from my mother. And it was at a at, at stage where I could balance it in my head. Yes. Anyway, I was telling you a story. <laughs> so, 
this, this, this little, this lady, this guy, he said, he always remember, this daughter would look after her father. Now, this father has have other children with a girlfriend here, this, but it was like, she was the one who cared for him. And he told me, he said, when he was old, and he was, I don't know, before he died, whatever, she would be the one. She was always with him, looking after him, looking after him, looking after him. And the other sisters, ah, talking, da, 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 da. He did this man, this, 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 Now he told me one day, his sister got breast cancer. One of the ones who was talking about the father all the time, negative. He said, as he, he sat by her, she's, I think she's dead now, as he sat by her, with the breast cut off in the hospital, he remembered the house. He said, this one, always something to say about your father. Talking, always And she was sitting there, either divorced, breast cut off, sitting there, different things. And to remember the other sister who had looked after her, she's a different, stable life, married, she's somewhere quietly, everything is working. He said, she said the two pictures always come in my mind. And those two pictures will always come in your mind when you watch children. A certain man had two sons. Yes. You may have come from the same womb, but you have two different attitudes. Yes. One honors his father and one says, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I want to go to a far country, as far as possible from you and your things. I don't want to be near you and your, this, the house, how you do the house. Honor thy father. You know Derek Prince? I, don't, I didn't learn much from him. Have, have you heard of Derek Prince? Yeah. But I remember his voice. He said, look, he used to speak. This is how he preaches. He said, he says, if you do not honor your father, it will never be well with you. And you will not live long. He said, if he doesn't know anything, he knows that. If you don't honor your father, it, it will never be well with you and you will not live long on the earth. And that's what the word of God says. There are people here, there are fathers in the land, fathers who established churches, you came up under them, you became a pastor under them, you don't honor them. That's why your ministry will be brief. Your ministry will be brief. Yes. And it will not be well with you in your ministry. Your ministry will not work well. Your ministry will not work well. First Corinthians 4.15 says that I have many, 10,000 instructors, but I don't have many fathers in the Lord. Yes. You don't mention anybody's name when you are preaching. Nobody will mention your name. I just want you to know. Nobody will mention your name. Because you don't mention anybody's name. You don't honor anybody. Nobody will ever honor you. So he's just a man. Everybody will say about you times thousand that he's a man. He's just a man. But who is he? He's a man. That's how they talk about he's a man. He's just a man. Are you sure you want me to continue? You know? Honor your father. The only thing that your father deserves from you is honor. The rest is, he's a bad person. He's a womanizer. He's done this. He's married another person. So shut your mouth and just be there. You know, it's your father. If he's another man, it's a, an uncle or some friend. You, maybe you, if you want to talk, find somebody like that and talk about the person. You get it? But your father, you just leave them alone. It's a father. It's a special person. 
Number six. Honor your pastor and to give life to your relationship with your pastor. Yes. First Timothy 5.17 says, Let them that uh, rule, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Amen. 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 So, it's very important for you. Are you listening? Yes. Your pastor is someone who has been sent to work for you. Amen. And he's a pastor. All right. So, honor him and it will activate many good things from your pastor into your life. It says in Hebrews 13 verse 17, it says, for they watch for your souls that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. Amen. Number seven, honor your husband. I, I, I thank God I didn't write the Bible. <laughs> Amen. I thank God. John eight forty nine. Jesus answered. I have not a devil, but I honor my father. I have not a devil, but I honor my father. Yeah. And you do dishonor me. The way you talk, the way you are behaving, you are dishonoring me. And he says, I have not a devil. It's when you have a devil that you don't honor. It's when you have a devil that you don't honor. You have a demon in your life. That's why there's no honor that comes from you. If the Holy Spirit is the one leading you, you will be honoring. Yes. Wives will be honoring your husbands. Yes. Until you have a devil. You know, I don't want to you know, stir you up. But if you read my book, I have not a devil. You will see the people that are called devils in the Bible. They're apart from the devil. Human beings that are called the devil. There was Peter. There was Judas. He entered the devil. And there's pastor's wives. In First Timothy. Yes. The word slanderous, he said that the deacons and that their wives be sober and yeah. They must be grave. Look at it. First Timothy 3.11. Not slanderous. I think the one who translated was afraid. But the word slanderous is the word diabolos. The same word as used for the devil throughout the Bible is diabolos. And I mean if I was the translator I would also have changed it to I would also have changed it to 
slanderous because I would have been afraid what people would say when I translate the truth. Do you see? But it says that their wives, their wives should not be slanderous. So you see, it's very easy for a wife to become slanderous. Because why? Because you are the one who has the familiarity. Yeah, you just see the person normal and your respect just goes down. If you don't fight it, you, you become like that. Yes. Don't believe all these pictures of people posing together, smiling. It's all just pictures. How many films are true? You know, how many films are true? (laughs) And you see them posing, doing all this. The next time you see them announcing that they are getting divorced. Are you joking or what? Are you playing a game? Be serious. We love pretense too much. Too much pretense. I have not a devil, but I honor my father. Galatians 6 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate to him that teacheth him in good things, all good things. Instead of communicating negative and evil things, communicate good things. Activate your relationships by honoring. Activate. Bring life into the relationship so that, because a relationship, you see, if I have a relationship with him and I have a car, my car can easily be given to him because of my relationship with him. But if I don't have a relationship with you, I mean, even if I have a car, you don't even come as an option. You're not even an option for me to give my car to you. But because of my relationship with him, he's now a big option for me to give my car to. One time I sat in a car, I had a, a brand new car, a big, beautiful car, you know, and I sat in the car. I went for a, I went for a program. That, that was like the first time I used the car. And I met one of my, my bishops. You know, when I saw him, and he came to the car to say goodbye to me. You know, as he was uh, saying goodbye to me, I thought to myself, oh, this car would be good for him. It would be nice for him. You know, the first time I was using a big, beautiful car. So as he came to say, oh, he's come to see me off and so on. Oh, when I was driving, I was thinking, ah, this car would be nice for him, you know. Ah, by the time I got home, I said, I said I've decided. That was it. I put ribbons, I put uh, um, uh, ribbons and whatever. I called him, I said, come, I need to see you now. Come, come to the house. When he came to the house, the car was covered with ribbons. I said, that's your new car. Yes. It's a blessing. It comes as an option because there's a relationship. But if there's no relationship, if you have not come to see me off to the car, it would have even occurred to me. But it occurred to me because he was standing by me and I was sitting in the new car. You know, God has led me many times to honor the people that have been blessed with me. There are two ways of honoring. When you read my book, Those Who Honor You, you see, you can honor somebody with substance and you can honor somebody without substance. You know, the Bible says, honor the Lord with thy substance. Yes. You can also honor people not, not using money or 
any substance. And one of the ways you honor the person, let's say, by, by, by being here, this, this brother is from uh, Oshakati, isn't it? Yes. He's come all the way from Namibia, the northern part of Namibia, Oshakati. Now, what, by, by sitting here, by sitting here, he's honoring me. First of all, by traveling to come here. It's an honor to me. And it shows that he really respects whatever I am saying. That he has come all the way here. Then he's sitting here attentively. He's, 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 he's sitting up, look, looking at He's not just going, or, or, or something. He's, he's, he's actually alert. And in listening to, to me, so he's paying attention. So even paying attention to somebody is a form of honoring the person. Yes. Even listening to what a person is saying, even obeying somebody is a way of honoring the person. Yes. When Joseph was called from the prison to see Pharaoh, immediately he adjusted himself. So adjusting yourself to the person is is to show the respect you have. Yesterday we were expecting the president. So it's like, oh, we should come early. We have to do this. We have to do this. We have to do that. We adjust ourselves for the respect we have for that high office. It 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 is normal. So adjustment of your life is a revelation of your respect. Yes. So when Joseph was called from the prison, the first thing he was to shave. And to as for the people in the prison, he didn't mind them seeing his unshaved face. <laughs> and there were thieves and all kinds of people in the prison. He had no respect for them. But when he was called by Pharaoh, he shaved. Yes. And also, in your situation, you can shave when you respect a person. You shave wherever can be shaved and you, you to, to look a certain way. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so, the adjustment of your life and the adaptation reveals your respect and your honor. That is, that is one way that is one way to honor someone. Are you there? Or you are leaving? I'm ending soon anyway, so. Now, another way to honor someone is to honor the person with your substance. Now, when you honor, it releases, I don't know what it does, it releases something, activates the relationship or brings life into the relationship. Uh, The most dramatic one for me was when I was in Tulsa. The Holy Spirit told me, to honor Kenneth Hagin. So I got an offering in dollars. I couldn't give him my currency because it doesn't work in America. (laughs) And I had my offering in my pocket. Now, when I went to church that day, Kenneth Hagin started to describe, he never did that before, the first time I heard him, he described how much money he paid as his tithes. When he said it's tight, you know, I did a calculation. But 10% is equal to 28 million. Then it means 100% is 200 and something million. Something like that. I don't remember the exact number, but it was something in that range. Mm-hmm. Eh, and I said, ah, one year you are getting 200 and whatever million. Then how much more me from Ghana with my small offering I have come? What can it do? You see, but honoring is not meeting the needs. Of a person. It's not meeting the needs of a person. 
Kenneth Hagin will never need me. And he will never need anything from me. By the grace of God. I need him. He doesn't need me. I need him. And it is a spiritual principle from God. So, when, he's, when he preached and he spoke about his money, I, I, pushed, I held my offering and I pushed it deeper into my pocket. And I said, this offering is going nowhere. <laughs> so I went to the hotel. I, I was awake by four. I was awake. And I started to pray. Then the Holy Spirit entered the room and started to convict me. He said, you are an ungrateful person. You are a wicked person. He said, everything you have in the ministry, everything you are, you owe it to this man. Galatians 6 says that, let him that is taught honor the one who teaches with all good things. Then I started to cry. Only twice it has happened to me like that. I was repentant of something. This is the second repentance of something. I won't tell you the first one, but this is the second one. (laughs) And I started to cry. (laughs) I mean, when I say cry, like wailing in hell. And it was like the Holy Spirit was upon me, wailing, wailing, wailing. I came out of my room sober. And I put my offering in. I said, the only thing I'll do today is to give this offering to this man. When I got to the church, for the conference, I decided to target his son because his son looked more available than he himself. So I, I found his son. And I went up to the side. I met him in a corridor. Amazing. God does things. And I took the envelope and I said, please, I want to give this to your father. Can you please give this to your father for me? He looked at me and said, okay, I'll do that. Bye-bye. Ah, I was relieved. I said, Lord, I have done my part. Now, listen. To my amazement, the next day, I don't know how he found me. He said, my father would like to see you. I said, me? In this world? Why? So, after the conference, he said, follow me. And I followed him. You know, their stage is a little different from this. They have a door. The stage is flat, but there's a door. And I've been seeing people go through the door. But that day, I entered that door. And I walked through the door. He said, come. And when I entered, that was all his board members. They were all there. They were sitting with chairs, seated, different groups, all over a lot of white people. And he was sitting inside there on a chair. Old man. Big pot belly. From when I saw him, I said, this is not bad at all. I think that at least to have something small, you know. And he, he walked me up to him and he said, this is the person who gave you this offering. And he's Papa Hagen himself. He stretched out his hand and shook me. He said, thank you. God bless you. From my small African offering dollar offering. The person who has been having millions of whatever. Hey, maybe something great happened to me in that moment. Yeah. You know, something is activated. This is my 
Only spiritual interaction. I've been in the church many times. One time he was preaching, he was ministering. I mean, I was standing there. I was sitting like, where this guy? Wave to me, you. Uh, like this guy. Ah, Kenneth Higgins was ministering. No, no, I was not standing. I was standing where this guy, you see where this guy, the, the tie? Wave, wave, you. Wave your hand and keep your hand up. Now, Papa Hagin was ministering. And he was laying hands on people and was smoking. Hey, love a shot about the belief. Hey, boogie bullet. Shut up about the belief. And he was ministering. Hey. And I was standing where he is. And he was coming in my direction. And he turned around and he turned around and came back. I tell you. Turn around. He turned around. He turned around. He touched many people, but he didn't touch me. <laughs> but that day, when I honored, you see, try always to just do things based on the right thing, the principles. I never thought I would ever see him. I didn't, I didn't need to see him. But when you give an offering, you don't have to be there and say, I'm expecting to thank you. And let's see whether this man is going to say thank you. And then you, before you realize, the offering has become a curse. Because you are now criticized. Yeah, these people, you give them whatever, they don't even appreciate it. They don't even say thank you. He doesn't care. God, they are so rich, they don't need anything. You give them chicken, they don't say thank you. Give them eggs, they don't say thank you. <laughs> One time I met with Benny Hinn. I gave him an offering. He told me only two people have done this. I was, I was shocked. And you see, that's why people don't have healing ministries. You know, one day when I first started in the ministry and people were giving testimony, a little girl came to me and told me, she said, when I was in the service, this was right at the beginning of the healing. She said, I felt I was born why am I in a Benny Hinn service? When she said those words, Benny Hinn, I said, Hallelujah. See, when, you are, when somebody you are following, people start to mention the name. Whether they even say it's like you, but just mention his name in a sentence that is related to something around you. It's, it's enough. <laughs> Hallelujah! When the woman with the alabaster box she came to Jesus. Jesus was sitting there and she came to pour the ointment. That was uh, Mary. She's called Mary. Mary is a very great name. She, she called, she came and she poured the oil on his feet. Then she used her hair. Thank God there were no wigs in there until we could have come up and she, <laughs> the wig would have been off and she would have been using it like Should have been using the wig as a rag to just wipe the hair. <laughs> she wiped with her head. She wiped. Yeah. She honored Jesus so much. 
I love you. All it means is I love you. You are precious. You are great. You are everything. I love you. Love, eh? whether it's sexual, spiritual, physical, soulish, is similar in its expression and everything about love is, is similar whether it's this type of love this type of love. people say oh, this love spiritual love that love is <laughs> there's a lot of similarities yeah. yes that's what jesus said and he loved them to the end yes. that's why he gave it was judas that he gave his greatest love to Lena. i'm sure he cried over judas huh? i'm sure he cried over him. he liked him Now, this same Mary who honored Jesus, they said, her brother is sick. Come. And Jesus said, for Mary, I will go. For Mary, I will go. And he was dead four days. I've noticed that God doesn't do certain miracles. He just allows things, natural healings and so on. For God to take his big power to move. I've noticed that it's a very reserved thing that God does. Yeah. yeah. Because God could just open the sky in heaven and smile over Botswana like this. Everybody will be afraid and give their life to Jesus. There will be no crusade. Everybody will call, come out of your room and see God is smiling. God is looking at us in Botswana. Everybody will give their life to Jesus. But he doesn't do that. He wants you to believe. For Mary, I will. For Mary and Martha, I will. Martha gave him food. Mary gave him love. And Martha, although she was doing whatever, it was fasting, she was also loving him. So, he came and he did the greatest miracle. So, you see, great activation of miracle power and anointing comes to people who honor. Yes, it's true. The greatest miracle ever we know was given to this small girl who had the greatest honor for Jesus. It's amazing. And like I said, on that day, I am sure that it wasn't not a, not a usual thing for somebody to come and honor Kenneth Hagin. Maybe that's why they even called me because it's not a usual thing. Sometimes it's people who are far away who have such honor. And those who are nearby, you just look. Many of you, you, I don't know if you are here, your members are here, Apostle Sitima, but you have to honor your, your pastor. You know, one of the things, you know, do you know Idahosa? Yes. Archbishop Idahosa? Yes. Oh, yeah. One time he came to Ghana, same thing happened. God told me, uh, honor him. Hey, I don't just honor people just because you are a man of God. No, 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 I'm, I'm selective. And I, I, I felt I should honor him. God told me to honor him. Yes. And I went to see him. I found him where he was staying. I went there and I honored him. I said, look, this is it. He told a pastor, I said, watch this guy. Watch this guy. And he prayed for me before he died. Two weeks before he died. Yeah, exactly. He laid hands on me. Fire was burning on this exact spot I'm in. Exactly two weeks later, he died on Monday. Yeah. And the same anointing, you see, he had a Bible school with people from all over the world, especially Africa, in his Bible school. Today, I have the same thing. Yeah. Now, when, when, when he died, when he died, when he died, people came and said, we are making a collection for Idahosa's funeral. I said, 
I'm not part of it. I've, I honored him when he was alive. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in dead, honoring dead. Anybody here who wants to honor me, I'm here now. When, I, when I'm dead, don't even bother. Anybody who wants to honor your pastor, honor him now. What is the use of having a big coffin here with everybody saying, oh. You know, one day I was flying from, I don't know where, to Accra on KLM. KLM. You know KLM? I was sitting in a business class. And suddenly the air hostess came in. I thought it was a passenger, but it was not. It was an air hostess with a big bouquet of flowers. The bouquet was as big as the air hostess. It was carrying that. And she came and put the, 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 the flowers in one of the business class seats and put a seat belt on it. So I said, ah, have the flowers paid uh, uh, this thing to join us here? Now, the air hostess said to me, there's a passenger. He says his mother is dead and he's going to Ghana for the funeral. He has bought these big flowers. A funeral. Do you think the mother will see the flowers? No. I don't know whether your country you honor the dead like that, but in Ghana, hey, if you die, that's when you see that you are respected. In fact, that's when they will come and paint your house. They will paint your house after you die. So if you want to paint your house, die, and they will come and paint it. And they even do the road to your house. Those who honor you. One day I went to a man of God's house, you know, in the evening. Uh, it was his birthday. I'm, and I'm ending with this. I went to his house in the evening. Uh, it was his birthday. And uh, when I was going, I said, oh, I'm, I'm going bye, bye, bye. There are so many visitors. I said, no, I'll come and see you. So he came out, out of his house. I was parked on the road. I was with my wife. When he got there, and I said, oh, bye, finally, bye. He lifted his hand like this. He said, may you be celebrated. As you came to celebrate me, may you be celebrated. May you be honored. And this is the prophecy I have for you. As you honor God's servant, may you be honored. As you honor your pastor, may you one day be honored. As you honor God, may you be honored. May you see the fruit of the seed that you sow. Lift your hand and thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this conference. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the privilege to sit in this meeting. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for impartations and anointings. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Jesus. Mande Boshata. Lift your hands and thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Because your eyes are blessed to see. Your ears are blessed to hear what you've heard today. Thank him that God chose you to be here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this honor. Thank you for this blessing. For this blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what I've heard today. What I've seen today. Thank you, Lord. For the privilege to see what I've seen today. For the privilege to hear what I've heard today. For the blessedness of being here to experience this moment. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Makitola Randi Mazata Basha. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Kabaya Dababa Father, we give you thanks. Holy Spirit. I want us to just confess every dishonor and dangerous realm of pretending and Judas behavior, Absalom behavior that you have practice confess it to god right now and say lord have mercy on me and cleanse me from every type of wickedness and dishonor that i have brought to you to jesus to the holy spirit to the anointing to your servants to the prophets to the pastors to the husbands Oh Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Makota Baba, Yababa, Ye, Delebozo, Lebra, Tizamaya, Kalabazata, Ilik Lebosha, Mayanda, Ramama, Balabasu, Deliba, Katama, Yamamaza, 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 Razati Mahon, Deliba, Katalaba, Ramamaza, Father, thank you for the blessing given to us in this time. Bless every family, every pastor, every leader. Give us a good spirit, Lord. Give us your wisdom, your understanding. Guide us that we may live long to serve you flourish and to prosper in the ministry. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you.
How many are blessed in this conference? I want to recommend to you the podcasts we have. You know, uh, how many of you do not have podcasts on your phone? Raise it. Raise your hand. Okay. As soon when we close, when I when I hand over, we we'll show you. If you have an iPhone, the podcast is there already. If you don't have an iPhone, the other one you get the podcast in the uh, the Google Play Store and download the app Podcast Addict or Podcast. Once you have the app Podcast, you type my name. And when you type my name, it will ask you if you want it. And you say, yes, I want it. Press, 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 press. Always say yes. Anything they ask you, say yes. <laughs> That's the way to do it. And then, my podcast will come. Now, this conference, what it is, is that we are no longer selling tapes and CDs. So, it comes to your phone free of charge. So, this conference... For instance, all the preaching is going to be on the podcast. There are different ones, conferences and so on. So this conference will be on. So it comes free of charge. You don't pay. We pay in America for the podcast to be available. We pay all the time. But it is free for you. And you can download. Once you've downloaded, it's off. You understand? You can download or you listen. So also there's something called the Macanet. You know, in this book, I think, turn it around for me, please. Yeah. T- turn it around. Yeah. You see, no, no, here at the back, it says, Macarius Library plus the Macanet. The Macanet is the preaching, the actual preaching. So the preaching, like today you can see, I'm preaching, I've preached from my book, Those Who Pretend, The Good General, Loyalty and Disloyalty. So the preaching, those who honor you, all the preaching is there and then the books are also there. So we've made the books available and the Macanet is also now being made available to you and it is free. There's nothing to pay. So that's why we are the Laodicean church because we have everything. But, you know. Anyway, so make sure you get the podcast after and on your phone. We don't use tapes anymore. And CDs, it is now phone, and it is free, and everybody can have it. Amen. So this is a blessing for you. Please make sure you do it. If you don't, if you want somebody to show you how to do it, you just after the service where the people are selling the books or any of the staff, they'll just do it for you on your phone. Thank you.